Hey guys, I'm Felissa Rose Angela from Sleepaway Camp, and you're listening to Throbbing with Horror. <laughs> you gore fiends and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i am every week by greg of the dead how you doing man doing good how you doing not too bad um i love today's movie i had a really fun time watching it yeah it's um this is one i think i discovered it last year or the year before because it went on shutter and i watched it and the first time i saw it i was like what the fuck is this because like it keeps all the commercials in there it's like it looks like it's just an old VHS tape. Like, it's so cheesy. But then at, towards the end, like, especially what happens at the end, you're like, holy fuck. <laughs> we should explain the concept of this movie because, let's be honest, most people don't know about this movie. I had never heard about this movie. So people are going to be, what the hell do they mean by commercials? Did they watch a bad recording of it or something? Right. Uh, we're covering this week the WNUF Halloween special, which the best thing that I can, like, kind of explain it as is like let's say you found like one of those old like recorded off television vhs tapes in like your grandparents house and you just and it just says wnuf halloween special night night from 1987 and um they're like oh i wonder what this is and you pop it in and you're kind of watching along and you're like oh let's fast forward through this commercial and then sometimes you'd be like well i'm kind of feeling lazy i don't exactly feel like fast forwarding so some commercials you see and through the entirety um i love the carpet commercial like that guy bought like a lot of time because it's almost like every commercial break yeah so what they make it makes it seem like someone recorded this off the tv including real like 80s era commercials and everything and it is like you're watching your local news because there'll be some local business that bought way too much ad time that you just by the end of it, you hate their business so bad for advertising so much you will never go there. Oh, yeah. I remember, like, um, businesses like that that would, like, over-advertise on certain channels or, like, radio stations that I liked. And it would make you hate the people being like, I'm not going to fucking buy your insulation. Fuck off. <laughs> Dude, that's honestly how I am with YouTube ads today. If you advertise me way too much, I'm like, well, fuck you then. I'm not buying your product even if I was going to. Or, like, it's re- like how, like, Bath Fitters is always at Comic-Cons for some reason. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense, and there's no one ever around them, and always makes me be like, man, is the, you, like, stay, like, six feet away from them, because you get anywhere <laughs> close, they're gonna try to give you their whole spiel. Oh, yeah. So, this is from 2013, right? Did I get the year correct? Yes. Um, 2013, okay. uh, written, directed, and produced by Chris, and I'm sorry... Uh, La, La Martina? La Martina? I'm, I'm doing my best Walt Flanagan saying words right now. Uh, La Martina, I'm guessing. But uh, Yeah, I'm Chris. guessing La Martina. But anyway, um, that guy. Yeah, but he does the Edward Trifecta with this, which is always bravo. Yes. Love when we get those. And fucking great job on the movie, too. Just it's It feels so... Um, there's tiny little parts that you can, like, see a little bit of a crack of, like, oh, okay, this isn't, like, exactly real. But so much of it feels just so, like, grounded in reality. 
Yeah, it is cool. It really does give you that nostalgic feeling. And I won't lie, that's fun for about the first 45 minutes of it, I think. If I'm being fair. Like, because I really liked it. And then about 45 minutes of it, I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I'm glad that we can fast forward commercials and stuff now. Yeah, because it it really takes you back to when, if you didn't videotape it and you were just watching television, like, it took me back to before streaming. Because the only time I watched, like, I guess, like, broadcast television is Saturday nights at 8 p.m., I'll watch Fingooly. And then at 10 p.m. when it goes off, depending on how good the Star Trek episode that follows it is, I turn it off for a week. Yeah. It does remind you of that annoyance of the commercials having to sit through all the time and everything. Be like, oh yeah, this is what this was like. Even though now you could fast forward it yourself, you're almost like, I kind of want to live in this little bubble for this like hour, 20 minutes. Well, I wouldn't fast forward it because that's my job. I talk about the movies. I have to watch the whole movie, I feel like. Um, there's a few of the commercials, and I do feel like if they had just done this as the um news like parts, like the actual story, it would have been like what 45 minutes maybe and i don't think it would have had the impact that when they keep cutting away at the end like towards the end when like something will happen and they're like panicking they're like go to commercial breaker put that story back on about the dentist buying candy like oh my god <laughs> well here's the thing is a found footage movie itself like we take away the what they dress it up like with all the commercials and everything it's it's so so it's it's very middle of the road, maybe a little under. So I feel like you can't fast forward through all that and just get that 40 minute movie because then you're missing one of the crucial parts that makes it stand out a little more from the crowd. Yeah, because if it's just the part, it's a generic slasher movie, kind of. Yeah, your typical found footage that's going to a creepy place and we have a camera crew with us movie. I love the um title card, I guess you would call it the WNUF Halloween special. And it has oh, that like we that... see over and over with the blood and it takes the longest in the middle droplet to cover, I've noticed because I saw it so many times. Yes. <laughs> okay, that th it's in the spooky voice. It's like the castles behind it, there's lightning, like it's just such like it's just so old school eighties looking. It's funny. Yeah, I won't lie, I kind of enjoy the news program at the beginning just as much as when they get to the Halloween special. Oh, so did I, where um the policeman giving the um uh, trick-or-treating tips, is that a commercial or is that a segment? I think it's a segment. Uh, I love the part, it really stuck out to me, where like the cops talking about, like, oh, you know, make sure that you have a trusted adult with you, not just some random person that you found at school or something, and make sure to check your... Uh, candy for razor blades and needles are you trying to foreshadow a future episode with that oh uh, candy apples and razor blades yeah i don't know that's all <laughs> but i love it's um so you can look look at your candy so you can watch out for razor blades and needles with the aids virus in them <laughs> yeah you could tell this is uh height aids like hysteria in the 80s yeah, because it's so random now where it's like, well, no, uh, razor blades or you hear about needles, you even kind of hear about a little bit. But these ones are specifically contain the AIDS virus. Yes, just filled with that. Yes, it's not even HIV. It goes right to AIDS. Yes, the AIDS <laughs> virus. Yeah. So, yeah, this whole beginnings may seem like it's recorded off a of TV. They were called 
record the whole news block and then the Halloween special. But the news block is something because, like, we've been talking about the ads. There's a pumpkin patch ad, reading club, yeah. orange blast off, Halloween makeup. I wrote down most of them, and then I stopped after all. I'm like, I'm not doing this for all of them. I, I one real quick. I do love the Halloween makeup one because it's. A, I remember getting the that like kind of makeup palette, and it's the shittiest makeup. Oh yeah, it's just smearing like weird clay paint. Yeah, and it like as soon as you sweat like a tiny bit, it's gone, and it just makes you like you kind of like it's that weird smell to it. It's that fuck, and it's a stupid little like uh, sponge. <laughs> yeah. So. This opening story, though, is wild for the news broadcast because it's uh, the one-year anniversary of the tragedy with this little yeah. boy who was Asian-American dressed up as G.I. Joe knocked on the door of a shell-shocked Vietnam vet and he shot him due to PTSD when he saw him outside the door. I'm like, holy fuck! Like, this town should not be celebrating Halloween if all this shit's going on, where it's like the Weber house <laughs> happened, there's this guy shooting, like, this poor trick-or-treater kid, and then I love, like, they do a little bit of the story, then they're, like, talking to the mom some, and they start fast-forward and, like, halfway through, but it then just, like, you can still see the shots real quick of, like, it's, like, her gazing out the window, and it keeps doing, like, extreme close-ups of, like, the house and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's something and i'm like holy shit there that story someone created this i'm like that's you get wild points at least well and the fact that like this is and it happens again later where it's very local news where they're cut away from that where they're like what a tragic story on a lighter note we have a <laughs> dentist that'll buy your candy <laughs> like yeah do do you remember like when we were growing up this was a big thing like you'd see about like dentists warning about how bad Halloween is and everything? Oh yeah, I, that's what another reason to hate the dentist is they're going look after our favorite holiday. <laughs> oh no, I, I love this guy, but this guy isn't a he's even when he goes into it, he's like, I'm not against Halloween, but a kid shouldn't be eating five pounds of candy in one night. Yes, they should. It's yeah. tradition. You have to make yourself throw up. From eating too much candy. And then we get, like, this uh, weird political story that, thankfully, fast forward. I don't want to hear about your hometown candidates running against each other in the 80s. But this next story also hit my nostalgia bone, because I remember these. It's about a local Christian organization called Harvest who's trying to say that Halloween is satanic. And instead, they will be having a service at the church on trick-or-treat night. And I remember... Like, still, even when we were kids, this still lingered a little bit. Oh, yeah, I definitely remember, because I grew up in, like, small town West Virginia, where it was literally, like, behind um, the times by, like, a decade. Yeah. And they were definitely, I would always hear about the, um, from very little on up when we lived there, of, like, yeah, uh, I had friends that would just go to the church to trick-or-treat in the basement, or, like, just uh, hand out candy there, or, like, they, you would walk by the church and they'd be like giving out stuff, but they'd be giving out like pamphlets about Jesus and stuff. The little trick track, chick tracks or whatever they're called things. Yeah. Those tiny comic pamphlets that you find in bathrooms still. Also, um, a little side note, but it uh, kind of connects to that. Uh, do you remember when you used to be walking like through the mall and you'd be like, oh, look, $5. And then you'd pick it up <laughs> and be like, would you pick this up if it was a picture of Jesus? I would be so angry at those, yes. 
Oh my! I, I think I that, was furious. I only ever encountered that once or twice, but I was very angry. It happened to me probably like three or four times, and I it was me like the beginning of my hatred of like religion, where I'm just like, oh, you motherfuckers! I thought I just got a new movie. <laughs> I was on my way to Suncoast to buy another Friday the Thirteenth. Fuck you. <laughs> But anyway, that's all to say there's the snooze story about the anti-Halloween Christian group, and that tickled my nostalgia bone. And then, what do we get? Just more ads, more random stories. The carpet guy's there. The weatherman is dressed as a cowboy, which I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, which was so funny. Um, This Tokens Arcade and Pizza Place looked really fun. I would legit want to go there. That I immediately wanted, like, because you see the arcade games and stuff, and I'm like, oh, do they have Miss Pac-Man? Like, is there an Elvira pinball machine? Like, and then Maybe. I was also like, I really want one of those extremely greasy pizzas from a place like that, where you almost have to take the paper towel and, like, blot some of the grease off of it. There's so much. You know what? I love that stuff, though. Like, that's like, especially if it real thick cheese, lots of grease, I'm in for oh, it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't eat yet today, if you couldn't tell. I was going to say, I was, like, halfway through this movie, and, like... I don't know if it was around then or what, but then I went down and made nachos. I paused it, and I was like, I'm not really hungry. So I went and made nachos and came back up. <laughs> so I should mention, we're probably about like a half hour into this movie, maybe 40 minutes. It's not too long of a movie, but this is where the Halloween special actually starts. Well, kind of, but here. Yeah, we're, um, I even, real quick to go back to the, um, what was the Christian or the... And harvest harvest i love how um there's all the news people are sitting there as dracula and a witch like surrounded like their entire studio is done up and like that great like back in the day when or back in my day when they actually used to do these kind of commercials and everyone celebrated halloween like your local news would dress up the studio and whatnot they don't do that anymore I love they're like, well, to be fair and balanced, we're going to give them their minute as well. And then she's like, ooh, spooky. I feel like I should go to church. <laughs> also, I won't lie. When they showed this trailer for the fake movie that they'd be showing late night tonight on Halloween called Sarcophagus about a mummy in New York City. Yeah. I won't lie. I'm like, what? I want to be watching this movie. <laughs> I was like, can we make this a three-hour WNUF Halloween special? So right after this, what was... And they also had that horror host in middle. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I don't I remember what his, what his name, name was. was. But almost do it where it's three hours, where, like, the next hour and a half is this horror host doing this really cheesy movie that's fake inside a movie. Yeah, I would I would have stayed and watched Sarcophagus. I would have did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be well. And immediately I see like, OK, Monster in New York. I start getting flashes of like Friday part eight. And I'm just like, I bet you sarcophagus would have been better. You know, it's funny. I got Friday eight vibes. So that that's what made me want to watch. I'm like, oh, this could be cool. Yeah. Well, because it's based the, on the best Jason movie. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> OK. So anyway, the Halloween special. It cuts to this reporter. What's his name? Oh, Frank. I don't, Frank. Frank Stewart. Frank Stewart, that's right. But it cuts to him, he's outside the house, and he has this big costumed crowd behind him. And we get backgrounds on the killings that happened here. A son killed his parents after using a Ouija board. That's the big thing. Yeah, and I want to real quick point out that they got the background people where it's like, anytime it's a local news thing and they're doing like an on-the-street reporting and they have a crowd around them, 
and the people never know what to do. So they're just staring at the camera. They won't stop smiling to where like the you smile too long and it starts to hurt and it's almost like your mouth is just open. Yeah, some are waving for like entirely too long, taking a break and doing it again. And I love the one part they said something about uh oh are you gonna uh try to contact Elvis? And there's an Elvis guy in the background and he starts being like, Yeah <laughs> Um, so the the jokes with them, like where he starts interviewing the people there, like for a little snippets like, Do you believe in ghosts? Do you this? If we would have got one overly stupid answer, I'm like, oh, that'd be funny. But the fact, like, that everyone there is an idiot, and then he starts, like, roasting the one girl who's at least trying to take it seriously. I'm like, okay, they wouldn't keep this going off the rails this long. They would have pulled the plug and went to commercial by now. I don't, I mean, probably not, they probably went on for a beat too long, but I've definitely seen these, like... It's always for some reason too. The oldest person that's like the a newsman is always the on the street person. Yeah, they always are. I forget um what the guy's name was, but in West Virginia, when I would watch their the local news there, not from Paul Paul, but from when I moved into a, for some reason we moved from West Virginia to another part of fucking West Virginia. What was the one called, Paul Paul? Yeah, that's what that's where I grew up for the first twelve years of my goddamn life. That just sounds like not a real name of a place. Oh, it's, let's go down to Paul Paul. It's named after the goddamn fruit, and it, the fruit smells like a fart. <laughs> that's all. That, I never knew this. Yeah, there used to be this really old on the street reporter that we would watch, and me and my dad would get the biggest kick out of him because he was so angry. And like, oh, it seemed like he hated what he had to do. Like, his job was talking to people on the street, but he hated the people. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's probably like, I should have been anchor by now. I'm going to retire as the on the street guy getting splashed by puddles and have to interview people who just want to go. Oh, yeah, like the snarky comments, like talking over people while they're still talking, all that shit. And this, he remind Frank reminds me of that guy. Very serious, but also, like you said, hates the people. And he's a huge smartass. We're like, the one guy, he has like, oh, do you believe in ghosts? And he's like, uh, well, I know of Casper the Friendly Ghost. And he's like, oh, well, you know that's a fake ghost, right? And you see the guy kind of like laugh and nod a little bit. He's like, yeah, sorry to burst your bubble there. And then he goes to the girl and she's like, hi, 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 hi. What was the question? But like when she's like, well, my mom told me my grandma's ghost is always with me. He's like, oh, and you believe that? <laughs> like, did your dog go far? I'm like, holy crap, Frank. <laughs> Take it easy, bud. <laughs> I bet you your parents told you your dog went to the farm too. I, I didn't <laughs> have a dog. Oh, okay, well, yeah, just moving on. It's like, well, you're an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I'm like, this man will be fired the next day. <laughs> After just yeah. that, even like to take the rest of the movie aside, it could be the Frank personal horror story about how he had a bad night and got fired. He's like, I want to be sitting at home, getting drunk and watching horror movies. Now I'm stuck outside this goddamn house with this guy dressed as a rabbit that won't stop staring right into the camera. <laughs> so um, Frank interviews this police officer uh, because he's been called to this area before. Kids will break in and stuff, but none of the police will go there anymore because he says a story about how he saw, like, headless ghosts or something. Yeah, where he went in and, uh, yeah, he saw, like, uh, well, at first the lady had a head on and then it fell off and then, like, he went back outside and the rest of the department was like, what you just saw, we've all seen, and we don't talk about it. A.K.A., like, 
they're probably like, hey, let's go mess with the rookie. And then yeah. they did this to this guy. Now he's on the news talking about it. They're watching, like, oh, God, now we have to act like this is the thing that's always happened. He's on the TV talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I love how he also wants to be anonymous. But he's like, it's a police officer that's been there for like 20 some years. And you can, st- and they don't change his voice. And you can still kind of see his face. Yeah. So like, they didn't do a good job. No, it's super small town trying to do like America's Most Wanted or like Gangland or something. Like someone's going to be like, that's Fred. I should have counted how many ad breaks we had. Because I did write down in the notes, but I skipped over. Like every time you just see comma ad break after almost every scene. Yeah, yeah, and it's very um true to life, like how it was. Because if you remember having to watch actual television, the ads would be insane. It'd be like, "We just got back from an ad five minutes ago. What are you doing?" Yeah, that was a big thing. Um, so that's going on, and then we cut to an ad break. We cut back, and we get an interview with the paranormal team. This is this oh is what are their name? The Burgers. So there's. Dr. Burger, other Dr. Burger, his wife, and their cat, Shadow, was also a member of the team. Yes, which, as soon as, like, it cuts back to them, and they look like very pretentious, like, snotty-looking, like, psychics, and then they have the cat, I just, like, immediately, like, oh, every time I'm just like, that's fucking, it's just, it's a funny, just visual. You know what they remind me of, for real, though? Huh. The Warrens, the real ones, the Conjuring people, but the real people, and they're all pretentious and stuck up and not great people either, but, like, that's what these people are reminding me of. I'm like, that's just exactly what they seem like. Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree there. So the cat's a member of the team, and I love that these people take it so serious that the interview with um, Frank is the most awkward thing in the world, because the woman's name is Claire, and he makes a joke, he's like, do they ever call you Claire the Clairvoyant? And she just goes, no. And it's just that, like, awkward, they don't get the joke. Well, then there's like, oh, yeah, we're here with uh, Lewis Burger and Claire Burger. Um, may I call you Lewis? And he's like, well, um, I would ma- much rather you call me Dr. Burger. Yeah, Lou, I don't know why Lou and Claire are here. They seem to be, like, like they went to their house and woke them out of bed and forced them out here is the way they're treating this news news story. I also love how, like, Frank looks at the cat and he's like, pretty pussy. Oh my god, live TV! And because then, uh, because Lewis at first goes, he's like, oh, oh," and then Claire goes, thank you. Because she doesn't (laughs) get it. And then he's like, Lewis is like, oh, well, thank you. (laughs) 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 So at the end of the interview, you see some shadowy figure bolt across the upstairs, across the, what is it, like the window up there, like on the the inside of the house. Yeah. And that's ad break time. Yeah, because they're like, holy shit, something happened. We got to cut to commercial now. Um, This guy's going to try to sell you carpet for the fourth time tonight. Yeah, so also, allegedly, this is live in the this movie. Like, this is live. So anything that happens, that's why this ta- tape got out. Real quick, can I talk about like some of the cool marketing they did with this that that just reminded me of? Sure. Did you hear about how they tried to get the word out before like releasing the movie? No. They went to VHS collector trade like events and would just drop them randomly in people's boxes really? and make it look like it was recorded off a TV. Blank tape, like handwritten on the front, WNUF Halloween special. Holy shit, that is fucking awesome. And this one, not as successfully, they just threw VHS tapes like that onto the streets throughout the city. <laughs> 
<laughs> hoping someone would pick it up and watch it. There is one person who would find that tape and go, ooh, fun. And that's me. <laughs> I was thinking about you when I read that. I'm like, holy shit, if Brett was at a thing and it ended up with a random, like, newscast that turned into a Halloween special, I was thinking, how, like, that would be the best gift in the world for you. Oh my god, I would watch it, like, over and over again. Because I honestly, just a few days ago, um, did find, like, five or six VHS tapes on the side of the road with a VCR, and just took them off the side of the road. If it sounds like Brett's bullshitting you listeners, I assure you he is not, because you, you very excitedly sent the pictures to the group chat. Oh yeah, I got um Highlander 2. Um, <laughs> I got, let, me, let me grab them real quick. I got another copy of Stripes, that's two now. I have the Karate Kid 2, I have Highlander 2, The Quickening. I have Moontrap, that has um one of the original guys from the, uh, from, oh, it's Walter Keong from Star Trek. I think he was Scotty, if I remember. Oh, no, I don't think he was Scotty. Who was he? Well, never mind. But then there's Fish <laughs> uh, with Sylvester Stallone and Gone in 60 Seconds. You got a treasure trove there on the side of the road. Hey, so this would have worked for you. Oh, I would have 100. I would have been searching around for more, being like, I wonder if there's anything else around here. <laughs> but I just think that was genius. I love when horror movies especially, or any movie, but horror movies seem to do it the most, have really fun like marketing campaigns behind them. Yeah, or like when anything does it. Like, Do you remember the um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force Boston thing? Yes. Where it's like they thought they were bombs and whatnot, but it was just the Aqua Teen Hunger Force guys, like, marketing the movie, I think it was. Yeah, they got some trouble for that, but no charges were filed because they didn't technically do anything wrong. Well, and I love the interview they gave with their attorney where they just wouldn't stop talking about 80s hairstyles. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the reporters are like, are you not taking this seriously whatsoever? They're like, we take this very seriously. We're very serious about hair. And their attorney cut in being like, I advise them not to talk about what's going on. So you're not going to get them to answer any of your questions. Yeah, I do. That was a good one. I still think the clowns for standing around the few years ago was for it and then just caught on. Yeah, that, and then you would always see the red balloons coming out. Yeah, like that was definitely grapes. for it. Yeah. yeah. So, I, this, on a different scale, by, like, quite a bit. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, after that ad break, we cut back, and they're in the house now. They sent the crowd home. I guess, I thought the whole crowd was going to come in when I first saw this, which this was a first-time watch for me. Yeah, just Bunny Man just sitting there the entire time behind, like, staring into the camera, where the camera guy keeps, like, kind of sidestepping, trying to, like, avoid him. Yeah, I wish that was going on, but it did not, because I'm like, well, we'll get a giant body count then. Yeah. Well, we still we still do decent. I, we don't know. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're in there, and Claire says there's someone here. It's not Donald or his parents. It's pure evil. And... The cat, at that moment, runs upstairs, and the investigators go running upstairs to follow him, and ad break. Yeah, it's so goofy. Where the, Yeah, these two, like, um, ghost hunters are, like, chasing their cat upstairs, being like, oh, he senses something! <laughs> he's going after the mice in this abandoned house! Yeah, or he's afraid of, like, the lights and, like, the camera people. Um, after that ad break, Frank introduces our priest, who's just casually hiding in the dark. He's like, we also have another guest, 
Father, would you come forward? They made this poor man stand in the dark until his introduction in some creepy room in the apparently haunted murder house. And the entire time, he looks like he's scared the entire time. He doesn't want to be there. Yes. Um, he's trained in exorcism, which Frank wants him to do one on the house. Yeah, why didn't they get Father Lance out there? He could have done a better job than him. I bet. Uh, there's a storm brewing outside, we cut to the producer in the van says, and then ad break, and then back inside, and the burgers, at this point, they have not found that cat yet, but they do have an audio recording of the entity in the house. Yeah, they've at this point, they've set up all their very, very expensive equipment, and they've gotten an audio recording from the whatever the spirit is in the house. Yeah, and it they play it, and it goes very clearly, leave, and... Frank denies hearing it the first time. They make him pl- listen again, and he goes, I, I do have to admit, I, I did hear that. I did hear that. Yeah, well, I don't know if you've ever watched any of those ghost hunting shows. Yeah. Like, I I watched them, like, here, like, sporadically, like, a few years ago, just because it was like, this is kind of stupid and, like, fucked up. Um, but they would always have those audio recordings, and you wouldn't really know what they said until they put out, like, under the, uh, the subtitle on. And they'd be like, get out. But it sounds like, or whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah, it does sound like get out. <laughs> I used to work with a guy. He'd get mad because I'd always say, I work with a guy who's a Ghostbuster. But he was like one of those investigators, too. Like, that was what he did at night. And he would always play me the recordings. And I I never got any of the recordings what they were supposed to be. No. Did you ever have to call him? No. I, I knew who I have to call if I need to, but I, the situation never arose. But not that Ghostbuster. No, not that. I didn't call Bill Murray. No. <laughs> but the entity goes, leave. The cat's still missing. And after break, they're going to go to the basement where the bodies were found after the murders when we come back. Yeah, and I love the entire time now, too, the burgers keep asking, like, have your producers found the cat? Like, and Frank's, like, completely, like, perturbed about it. He's like, if they would have, if they found the cat, they would have told me they found the cat. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck about the cat. I don't um, know where the fuck your pussy went. I don't know. <laughs> After break, they start going down the stairs to the basement. But when they get, like, two steps down, they hear a big noise, and they all turn around and go to the noise, and the burgers are recording equipment was destroyed in the kitchen like something smashed it and they're acting like they found their cat dead yeah they are but that's later yeah but they're like wailing and crying and i love from this point on uh dr burger will not shut up about his recording equipment which i don't blame him i'd be fucking pissed too i'm like the newsboys smashed it to get a good rating yeah, I love Frank keeps being like, nobody smashed your equipment. I told you we'll talk to the producers after the show. And then, like, when, um, it's the next part when they're doing, like, the seance and the call-in. Yeah, after the ad break and they're mad about the equipment, they cut to the seance next, yeah. And I love, if you pay attention, uh, Frank and Dr. Berger keep, like, elbowing each other. Like, Frank keeps, like, almost pushing him away. And keep telling him to, like, shut up about your equipment. We're handling it. And he's like, stop mentioning the equipment. And even when he's not talking about it, he's just mean mugging him, like, to hell the entire time when he's talking to the camera. And he keeps, like, he keeps, like, secretly, like, shoving him. Like, where you see it a little bit, but he keeps, like, elbowing him and shit. It's like, leave this poor man alone. 
<laughs> he didn't break your equipment, Doctor Burger. Yeah, and his all of his like expensive equipment is broken. His cat's gone. He's like he's an old man, so he's up too late. Usually, he's in bed by now. Yeah, he's pissed. Um, so they do the seance, and by that I mean the four of them sit by a table are reporter man Frank, the burgers, and the priest. One, I'm not Catholic, but I assume it's against regulation or whatever you'd call it for a priest to take part in a seance. Yeah, because that's supposed to, I mean, God, they hated Harry Potter because it was witchcraft. Could you imagine? No, a priest is not going to be sitting there like that while, like, a black magic is going on, you know? Yeah, I'm highly doubting that that's going on. But and that should have been our first clue right there. But anyway, the and also the seance. I don't think there is a call in seance where you call in and talk and everything. But that's what it is. And all the calls go incredibly bad. The first one is my favorite though, <laughs> yeah. Because it's hello, you're on with the burgers for WNUF Halloween special, and just screams Iron Maiden rules. White Lion sucks. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean. He's not wrong. No, very true. It, that's an important statement I felt like was needed to be conveyed on this program. <laughs> Fuck so you, White Lion. Like... The second one is, can you contact my dead grandmother and call her a bitch? Yeah, and I love how it's, um, we cannot uh, ask specific people, uh, so don't talk, don't be calling in about your Grammy and your Grampy. Leave it about this house alone. <laughs> yes so they, they switch gears because the phones aren't gonna work and the priest asks the burgers like he kind of takes control and is better host than frank here because frank's losing control the priest's like well and starts asking them questions what the spirits want and claire the clairvoyant says justice yeah this is also where like frank starts like badgering claire about, like, tell me exactly what you're seeing. Tell me who did this. Tell me this. Tell me that. And Mr. Dr. Berger is like, it doesn't work like that. It comes in waves. Like, leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> He's all pissed. They finally get a third caller, which is a harvest protester yelling. Yeah, you're all gonna go to hell. How dare you? <laughs> and then from upstairs, they hear the cat shrieking and we're going to go upstairs, uh, cut to commercial. And we get another ad break. Because we had to hear about the rug warehouse. Yeah, are your relatives coming over this holiday season? We get upstairs and the cat is like dead and gutted in the same room that the recording equipment was smashed in. Yeah, and I love how Frank's like, don't show it, cameraman, don't show it. And the cameraman immediately pans down to the cat. <laughs> yeah, and which, it's to let the audience see it. But yeah, yeah. it's. It's very bad camera work if you are the news cameraman. And I have a question, though. Right. So, towards the end of this, we learn, like, it's pretty set up. I believe the burgers are real, but the priest is a hired actor. So, like, the news was trying to make it bigger than it was. Right. Do you think they destroyed the equipment and killed the cat? No, no. I was going to say, that's fucked. Holy shit. The news people, like, this was part of the plan? Yeah. No, no. I think that was, like, the what we come to find is the harvest people hiding in the house. Okay. That's what I, I wanted to check. After that, Ver cuts to Veronica in the van. She apologizes for the graphic images, and we're going to run this spot in the meantime. And they run the dentist story, and again, and go to an ad break. 
Yeah, which is so funny. They're just like, um, cut to anything. What videos do we have? Do the dentist will buy candy again. <laughs> um, it cuts back. That's the fu most fucked up part about this. Why are they continuing the special? You'd think they'd call it a night. Oh, yeah, especially, like, this is, like, late, mid to late 80s. Like, they're, it's not like today where it's a 24-hour news cycle and whatnot. Like, they wouldn't show shit like this. Well, also, once the dead cat accidentally gets shown, it's game over. You, you pull the plug. Yeah, at that point, you go to static until Dr. Creepy comes in with his uh, weekly movie. <laughs> yes, which I, I do want to watch that movie. Tell these people to make that next. Oh, that would be fun. With that horror host character. Yes, just a one-time movie with him. All right, so next, after that, Frank is addressing the audience. I apologize for everything, yada, yada. The burgers left. It's just Frank and the priests left now. Yeah, and at that point, it's like, why are you still here, Frank? Yeah, Frank, go home. Well, I, I think Frank is like, I paid this actor $50 to act like a priest and do an exorcism. I'm getting my $50 worth. Because he keeps badgering the poor priest where he's like, do the exorcism. And at one point, he's like, that's why you're here. Oh, I didn't even catch that. That's smart. Oh, yeah. He's like, that's why you're here. Now do it. <laughs> so he asks the priest that this is the work of the devil. And he says he doesn't know. And then it gets to a report on Satanism, which is was a cool, like, 80s satanic panic spot, actually. I liked it. Yeah, where it's just teenagers spray painting pentagrams and, like, misspelling Satan rules on a billboard. I did love that because everyone has at some point in their life seen satin or hail satin or satin rolls spray painted somewhere. Oh, yes. Our, our soft and silky lord. <laughs> Afterwards, he gets the priest to agree to do the exorcism. I legit have a question. I didn't think you could exorcise an object or a house or anything. Can you? I don't I don't think so. I always thought exorcisms where it's like a demons in a person. Like, I know yeah. you can cleanse a house. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you can exercise an ob anything other than a person. Yeah, like, uh, he could do a cleansing, but not an exorcism on a house, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing that's actually performed or taught or anything. Some real priest is going to watch this WNUF special and catch it, catch it right away. It's like, that fake priest is making us look bad. Nothing <laughs> makes the Catholic Church look bad. <laughs> He's... Um, the basement, they're about to do the exorcism, they hear another noise upstairs, they go run upstairs, but the door up there is locked, Veronica sends in another cameraman, ad break, cut the special, cut the fucking special, people! Yeah. Well, no, I love how, like, um, then, like, they kind of cut back, and they're still, like, trapped in the basement, and they want to go to commercial again, and Frank's like, oh, hell no, we're not, we're staying live! <laughs> <laughs> He's yelling at the priest to do something, and the priest is sitting on the steps and just loses it. And he's like, I'm not a priest, I'm an actor! And gets all pissed at everything. And I love Frank's damage control in this moment. Oh, like, basically, like, Wizard of Oz, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain to the audience, pretty much, at this point. Because he, bend, he bends down to him, he's like, shut up, shut the fuck up. Like... <laughs> on live TV, everyone's careers are ruined after tonight. I, I love the priest delivery of it. He's like, I'm not a priest. I'm an actor. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the door's locked upstairs. We see the new cameraman running in, and we see him killed by someone in flannel. Like, the, your typical found footage camera guy kill. Like, knocked over, see him lay there, the camera's there. You, you get a brief glimpse of whoever did it. 
Yeah, I love they're like, we're going to send the, our brave intern in. And the intern goes walking in and he's like, oh, yeah. Like they, you can like they're way playing it up of like, yeah, this guy has no idea what he's doing. We gave him a camera and he's licking the microphone. Yeah, that was I, I'm glad you caught that, too. And that makes sense. Then this isn't the real this guy doesn't know not to point a microphone right at his face or something when he has the camera and shit like that. Yeah, or how to breathe normally. Yes. Let's do like three inhales and do like a little exhale and then do two inhales. It's like, why are you breathing like this? He's in the scary place. Yeah, he's yeah, he's nervous. Exactly. That that kind of makes sense, actually. Yeah. But yeah, he was killed by the flannel man. And right then the door opens and Frank goes through it very quietly. And the priest actor man is just sitting on the steps, pissing himself. Yeah, I'm glad you caught that because they do like an angle from like him, like from down the stairs. And there's just piss dripping down the stairs. Yeah, it, it's disgusting. Why is this being shown on live television? Well, it's um, like Jenny from Friday the 13th Part 2 when she sees the rat and like pisses like this huge puddle under the bed. Yeah, like cartoonishly large. Yeah, and Jason's like, I smell piss. <laughs> is is that one of the things I don't like? I know weed, sex. Yeah, I guess we'll count piss. Well, it, it, uh, depending on what you're into, the piss yeah, could true. go into That could go hand in hand. A little golden shower. <laughs> so... Frank and the cameraman go through the door. They're leaving that traitor actor who just blew their whole Halloween special. They don't say any of this, but they do. Um, back yeah, because he's just sitting there crying. <laughs> and quickly, Frank is knocked out, and the camera guy also is, and the camera's dropped. Static, technical difficulties, and that's the end of, like, that. So, like, typically, if we're to believe we found this, that's, like, the end of that recording, and this is something else now. Right, that's the end of the broadcast. Like, this is the end of what they taped off of the TV. Yeah, so we do get static for a good while to the point I thought that was the end of the movie for a minute. Yeah, but I do love that, where it's, I remember that from recording things off of, like, off of television onto VHS, and sometimes you wouldn't get it lined up right. So you get, like, ten seconds of static. It cuts now to this new thing, and it's not the broadcast anymore. And Frank is tied up and everyone else is just dead next to him. So what is this about? I'll let you take it because I have questions. So maybe you can explain it to me a little better. Oh, well, because we see like it's like the camera guy, like Frank's tied up. The rest of them are dead. The burgers, the fake priest, everyone. And then like the camera guy cuts over real quick to this lady. And then we're like, oh, that's the lady from the fucking Christian thing. Um, What was it called? Harvest. Okay, that's the part I must have missed. I didn't catch her being in it, so I wasn't sure if it was them the whole time or not. Yeah, it was, it real quick shows that lady that they did, like, the story with, um, during the regular news thing before the special. And she's like, don't show my face! And then it comes out, the, it's like, yeah, it's them. Oh, okay, that makes sense now. That makes way more sense. I mean, we were led to believe, like, from the beginning that that was them, pretty much, but I wasn't sure, so that helps confirm it. Okay. Yeah. And then Frank's tied up. They're like, you like being on TV? And they cut his fucking tongue out. That's it. And then goes to static again. And then after that, we have another taped news broadcast. This is from a week later. And they're saying about how even people working there thought this was a publicity stunt. But a week with no answers makes us think different. And police are still looking for all the missing persons. Yeah, and this is, and it's another one of those things of like, yes, and everyone here at the WNUF uh, news station is extremely sad. 
and then it cuts to the lady uh, reporter, and she's like, in other news. <laughs> I mean, it is exactly how that stuff was. And then more static, and then that's the real end there. No credits at the end either, which was a nice touch. Yeah, I'm glad they went with that. Yeah, because it really adds to that authentic style feel to it. Yeah, if, if all of a sudden it cut to credits, I'd be like, oh, okay, it kind of took me out of it. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's the WNUF Halloween special. Yeah, I never heard of this until you brought it up when we realized that we were going to just double up on October and do double features and such. So you suggested this, and when you described it to me, I didn't realize it was a movie. I'm like, what do you mean we're going to watch some news broadcasts and count it as a movie? And then once I looked into it, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it was. It's really hard to describe exactly what it is. I guess the best thing is like it's a found, a kind of found footage movie. But yeah, I, ended it, up, it is, it is a found yeah. footage movie with with a spin on it. I ended up just stumbling across it on Shutter one October because um I was looking for something new and I'm like, oh, this looks like off the wall. Well, it definitely is. Yeah, it was something. I'm actually, you know how we said there might be what, like 40 minutes of the real Halloween special? Right. The thing about when I watch on Shudder is, if I don't watch the whole thing at once, Shudder likes to not where I resume where I was sometimes for some oh, reason. Yeah. So if I go to stop in the middle, I'll write down where I was, like, time-wise. And by the time the Halloween special start, I have in my notes written, because I must have stopped for a minute or something, 30 minutes. So you add that with the ad breaks, I think we maybe got, like, 15 minutes of the whole Halloween special thing. Yeah, actually only 15 minutes of, like, Frank and, like, the uh, burgers in the um, house doing the thing. Yeah, it's probably only about 15 minutes, which, which is just wild. But, I mean, it works, though, because, like I said, if it was just a, like, regular found footage thing, even make it the news crew twist just on its own, I don't think it would hold up very well at all. So I'm glad they did this because it really made it stand out and added something fun to it. Yeah, I really love how they handled it. And, like, uh, it's become a yearly watch for me every Halloween season. Oh, nice. So, you want to get into Count of the Dead? Yes, uh, one Count of the Dead. So, those who don't know, the Throbbing with Horror Count of the Dead is where we tally up all the deaths in the movie, and we add it to the grand total of the deaths in every movie you've covered up until this point to get a nice big number. Last week, well, last episode, we did Hereditary, which left us with a count of the dead of 597. Where do you think WNUF Halloween Special left us? Uh, well, because it's only deaths that we saw. Like, It's not like when they're talking about the um, Weber house and there's the no. Weber murders. Those don't Not count. at all. Not those, not the little boy at the beginning. None of those. Does the cat Just, count? I did not count the cat. Okay. I, five? I'm going to say five. So you think that would bring us to Count of the Dead of 602? Yeah, because um, even though we don't see Frank die, it's implied that he does. Brett, Count of the Dead of 5! You got it! 602. Ah, ah, ah. Look at that! Not bad! Uh, luckily, with this one, all we see all the dead people piled up at the very end. And I just had <laughs> Together! To like, <laughs> it made it so easy! <laughs> I just had to be like, okay, there's two of the burgers, there's the intern, there's fake priest, and then there's the bad newscaster. Okay. Yep, you got it. Five. Well, every week does his count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. And I like to do my rating system, but I don't like to do stars or thumbs up or anything like that because Joe Bob does stars and Joe Bob is sacred. And Cisco and Ebert did stars sometimes and they can go fuck themselves, especially because during they talk the shit on, 
on Friday the 13th. And as I learned today, they also shit talk Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, specifically Roger Ebert when it came out. The first one? Yes. That's a masterpiece. How can you The see... one that's in the Library of Congress for protected art, he yeah. criticized and said it was pointless. Fuck these people. <laughs> um, so I like to do something one through ten, but from the movie. And I, I you know what I'm gonna do for this one? It's really it just came to me. Um ad breaks. Oh good. Yeah, good pull. Because there's so many ad breaks in this movie. So yeah. One ad break, it's like, okay, it's one commercial, but it's like, have you ever s- seen when you're watching television or like you're listening to the radio and they do two, the same ad like back to back? Yeah, where sometimes you think it's just a really long ad, but you realize it's just repeating it. Yeah, and it's super annoying and it's like six minutes of the same thing. And like you said earlier, it just makes you hate whatever they're trying to sell. Yes. That's one ad break. 10 ad breaks is when I see when I'm like scrolling through Twitter and I see the ad for, Hey, Joe Bob's having a new special or Hey, look, Elvira's having a new special. And I'm just like, Oh, I love this ad. You know? Yes. Okay. I gotcha. An ad that you actually care about real quick. Since you brought up Elvira one, yay. That special was cool. Happy 40th anniversary. And we did not purposely not bring up Elvira's coming out. That's awesome. She did. We recorded that before released after. I did want to bring that up. We didn't purposely ignore it, the big news or anything like that. I'm like, oh, fuck. We already recorded the episode. Yeah. And if that news came out like a couple days after we recorded. Yeah. But yeah, awesome for her. Yeah, that's really cool. 19 years. My favorite thing is that uh, my favorite thing I saw is like, it's awesome that Elvira came out. But what is extremely like amazing is that Elvira's girlfriend did not go for the last 19 years immediately every time she met someone go i'm elvira's girlfriend exactly like that is like olympian level like strength very much so well you said what 10 was a joe bob or elvira style ad something yeah basically like that. any kind of shutter ad where i see like there's something new coming up okay um i'm honestly gonna give this eight ad breaks out of ten. Eight ad breaks out of ten just because uh, what it's so unique and what they do with, you know, what they have, they do it so well, I think. And this will be a one that I'll watch, I think, probably again before actual Halloween. I, I did enjoy, like, like I said, everything good I said about it, I 100% believe. Um, that said, look, it gets a little underpassing for me. It is not near the lowest I've did. I gave it four ad breaks. I'm sorry. I don't oh, like that... when we have such a big gap. Well, it's also, wow, I can't, I knew it was going to be lower than eight, but I didn't know it would be below passing. Yeah, I put it just under passing. I liked it enough. I probably won't watch this one again. It, it won't make it into my regular rotation because I think the novelty of, oh, cool, the ad breaks, oh, that looks cool, is going to wear off after the first time I watch it because to the point they wore off by the time I made it to the end for me. So I can't imagine a second watch. I'd like the ad breaks. That's true. Yeah. If you're not like if because I watch those and I almost wish they do like an hour and a half of just the ads. Maybe they didn't use. No, I'd love to see that, but not watch it over and over again. Right. So yeah, I went for ad ad breaks. Okay. Just make me sad, Greg. No, I don't mean, to, I hate when we have a giant, like, especially if I'm the lower one, I hate when there's a giant gap. Cause I feel bad to say it. I'm like, Oh no. 
I think the worst one was Phantasm. I knew that was the one that made you the angriest. Yeah, because I gave it like a nine or something, and you were like two. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't think I gave it a two. I think I gave it a three. Yeah, well, it's still not better. <laughs> not much. But anyway, that that's that. What else do we got? Um, well, uh, every week in October, well, every episode in October, um, I have a new little segment to kind of celebrate Halloween in this season, and it's Throbbing with Horrors Offering to Sam, and that's Sam from Trick or Treat, or it can also work for Sam Hain. Yes, it's multi-purpose. Um, this week, I only have one question for you, Greg. Okay. Um, what was your least favorite candy or quote-unquote treat to get while you were trick-or-treating? I mean, anything that was like those old trick track things we talked about earlier drops down to like a least favorite. You don't care about that. But my least favorite candy is a thing that I don't even know the name for that I know is classic, but it's just these weird like octagon caramel texture-ish things that are in the plain black or the plain orange paper. I'm like, what the fuck is this and who's eating it my whole life? It was in wax paper and I remember those because the paper would stick to the candy. Yeah, and you have to, like, almost scrape it off. Yeah, you're like, you couldn't even unwrap it right, because, like, either A, this can- they only made one batch of this candy in the 30s, and it's still lasting now, because no one wants it, or it's just so made so shitty and the wrapper's so bad, but, oh yeah, I remember those. those no suck. one even knows what it is, but it shows up every year somehow. Well, that's always the, uh like, the Dollar Tree uh, candy house, where it's almost like, I don't even, you can have this back. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Um, I always, at the time, now I like this food, but do you remember you would get those tiny little packs of pretzels? Yeah, I yeah, those were never candy. No, I never got, like, why are you giving out pretzels? Like, I'm seven. I'm not a, I'm not, like, in my mid-thirties and, like, bar hopping, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, that, that is a bad one. I have a story on that, if you don't mind, if you got a minute. Yeah. My nephew, one of the first times he went out trick-or-treating where he's really walking around doing it and everything. My sister took him to a house, and they gave him an apple. Oh, <laughs> he took three steps back into the yard, looked at it, and threw it back at the house. That's awesome. <laughs> he wasn't even five years old yet. Fuck yeah, that's fucking awesome. That, that's the <laughs> fucking Halloween kid there. It's like, fuck you, give me some fucking candy. He looked at the apple, like, I don't want this, and threw it back at the house. I, I, for, I thought you were going to be like, oh, he threw it in the yard. No, I love how he's like, no, I'm already getting into mischief. Like, I know what this is about. <laughs> That's all. That, that, like, I knew, when you asked that, I'm like, I know my nephew's least favorite before I know mine. Yeah, I never got fruit. Yeah, I never received fruit, I don't think. Maybe an orange, but you know what? I like oranges, so that was yeah. cool with me. Um, I think once or twice I got toothpaste. But even that, I wasn't extremely mad about. I was like, okay, I don't really want this, but at least it's something I will use. Yeah. But, like, um, I remember kids would hate the popcorn balls. Like, they'd get popcorn balls. I like popcorn balls. balls. Hate them. I still love them to death. We just went to the farmer's market, like, a couple weeks ago, and they had Halloween popcorn balls out. And I was just like, holy shit, yes! They were, like, 69 cents. Noise. And, um... (laughs) I had to get a couple of them just because I was like, I love these things so much, and they hold up. Yeah, I like them. Those are good. But yeah, that is this week's Offering to Sam. All right, so you excited for next week? You know what we got? 
what are we doing next week, Greg? There's nothing more appropriate than to say you're offering for Sam. And earlier when I said about the check your candy, because our next episode is trick or treat. Yes. I mean, oh my God. You want to talk about maybe one of the most like modern classic, like Halloween movies where it's, it's a newer movie, but it's become such a part of the holiday where like you go to like spirit Halloween and it seems like half of their stuff is from this movie. Yeah, well, and rightfully so. It's great. It's one of the best, like, really encapsulates the like all the horror tropes you can do in a movie based on that night. It's great. I love it. So do I. I cannot wait to cover this. Yeah, so that'll be a really fun one. I can't wait to do that one. All right. Well, you have anything else, Greg? No, I'll spare everyone the speech since we're dropping so many episodes this month. Check out Trick or Treat next week, and we hope that the WNUF Halloween special has left your brain throbbing with horror.